Hey everybody, Kevin over here. Mikey over here. Before we start the pod, we want to let you know we're going to be out on the street again. Heads up! We are going to the Dallas Comic Show in Richardson, Texas. The Dallas Comic Show takes place November 17th to the 18th. We'll be hanging out on the 18th. So come on out and see us. We're going to be manning on the street. And doing interviews and hanging out, so we want to see you there. Please listen carefully. And now, live from the attic that smells like a basement in McKinney, Texas, it's the Assuming Positions Podcast, featuring two guys who bring forks to medieval times, Kevin and Mikey. Hey everybody, welcome to the Assuming Positions Podcast. Kevin over here. Mikey over here. And today, we're going to start a new series, Hooray. a fun thing we thought of. That we're calling head of the class. Head of the class. Which class? <laughs> well, we're talking basic Dungeons and Dragons. The I guess it would be second edition Dungeons and Dragons. We're going old school. Super old school. They had just a few classes. And I had thought of this because I pulled out my old Dungeons and Dragons compendium. I think they came out with that in the 90s where yep. they brought out all the... They reprinted it basically in a whole compendium together. And it's it's a book just like a... Not even an inch thick, maybe. Uh huh. That's like fit all those rules. They had so simple back then. They had to reprint them to try and get a new batch of kids hooked. So the classes, if you didn't know, of Dungeons and Dragons, lay them out for me. Basic second. This is second edition, as far as we can tell, and doing our research is magic user, cleric, fighter, thief, and then the demi-human classes of dwarf, elf, and halfling. I love it. That's a nice breakdown. So it's kind of funny because you couldn't be like an elf fighter or an elf magic user like you can in AD&D. You were just elf. Yeah, the crossbreeding and, and the, the crossover didn't happen until later. <laughs> we're first, so head of the class, what we're doing here, this is a fun little exercise. We want you to join in, tell us all about what yours is, but we're looking at magic users first. Yep. That's the first class we're looking at. Witches and wizards. And we're, we thought about in popular culture, all of popular culture. Popular culture as a whole. What our favorite three mages we'd want on our team. Yeah. Magic users we'd want on our team. And this can be from books, movies, television, anything. And this isn't the this is the best to us. Yeah, best, best to, to us. Me, the There's best so many me. wizards out there to try and pit one against the other for the ultimate mage battle would just be, I think, an exercise in futility. It would. And you know, <laughs> it, it, it would, and you know, there's gonna people are gonna have different ones that they're in the top, and this is not definitive. This isn't even like most powerful. Nope. Either this is just we're building our squad. We have a mission that involves three magic users have to be on it. We need wizards. Come this, on, all wizards. And this is who we're picking. Heck yeah. So I guess we should define what magic user involves. Yeah. When we say magic user, what do we mean? What are our loose qualifications? Our loose qualifications are people who use magic. Obviously. <laughs> that sort of goes hand in hand. Well, we're talking about wizards, witches, warlocks, sorcerers, sorcerers and sorceresses, enchanters, enchantresses, <laughs> all, all the things that use basically, it's been described in lots of different fantasy genres of they're pulling mana. This magical yep. essence from the the war the world or the books the, the world just something around something them. they're just pulling this 
magic essence out and they're using it to create spells and powers and and things like that. And that's sort of the reason we're going with the basic classes is because these basic attributes apply to so many different aspects of popular culture. It's funny. They apply to a lots of aspects of popular culture. Where do you want to start? Well, why don't we start with... We'll start with one of mine because it's probably the earliest, the OG maybe. Okay, let's do it. I know there's been tons of wizards and sorcerers. Even in the Bible, they talk about the sticks to snakes guys and yep. that the Pharaoh had and all that kind of stuff. But when you're talking about fantasy, yep. we're talking about a guy named Merlin. Merlin. And not just any Merlin. The, the Merlin I want on yeah. my squad. Okay, so you have a specific Merlin yes. laid on me. The Merlin from the movie Excalibur, the 1981 John Borman film. Ooh, Excalibur. It was. <laughs> That's an old fantasy classic. It is a fantasy classic. That that movie is, if that is not the inspiration for every Renaissance fair and every medieval <laughs> times ever, I don't. I don't even know. <laughs> it, they do seem to have a hard time doing like Dungeon and Dragon stuff on the big screen. I would say Excalibur is definitely one of the ones that's like top tier example of the form and it's still kind of wonderfully cheesy oh it, it's got but its it, horribleness but that has to that's sort of hand in hand it's greatness though so the merlin in uh, excalibur is played by nickel williamson who's a scottish the late great i should say nickel williamson who's a scottish actor who you've seen probably in hundreds of different things and yeah. he was on stage over there in england just one of those great British actors. He, oh, so he is a stage actor because watching clips from Excalibur to get my nostalgia back, you notice that it's very like Shakespearean, like it is very theatrical. It is, and I'm. Who else is in that movie? You got a Liam Neeson in there. Liam Neeson. You got Helen Mirren in there. Oh, I didn't. I forgot she was in that. And you got Patrick Stewart in uh, there. John Luke Picard, my favorite. With most of his hair still, I think. <laughs> and he's all beefed up as a knight. It, it's, yeah, it's yeah. hard seeing him because I know him as. You know the captain of Star Trek USS Enterprise, but it's it's greatness. So the Merlin in Excalibur, I mean, he's got that awesome metal skull cap. Oh yeah, that, yeah, yeah. That I that at first you're like, is that like in his head? <laughs> it's so. Does he have a metal skull? <laughs> have a metal skull, and he has the best staff at the Ren Fair booth of staffs where you <laughs> can buy a staff. It's got the twisted dragons on oh, it. It can yeah. flame out of it and everything. Forget, the, the fire is key. <laughs> the fire is key. So it's like a little double dragons. And he's he's dressed in that black fur sable. Yep. And he, he just, he's just above it all. He just knows what's going on. Merlin usually just knows what's going on anyway. That's the story of Merlin. But Yeah, because they say like the legend of Merlin, is he's basically the one that's responsible for bringing Great Britain together and exactly. causing everything to rise up. And he's just in. He's played so creepy and dark. He's like the. He's more of a because uh, King Arthur is like it ha- has the Christian ideology and the Holy Grail and all this kind of yep. stuff in it. And and Arthur's like the Christian king and everything. But in, in this, the, like Merlin is, he's like the master of the dark arts. It's almost like he's got a, in touch with the beast. Yeah. You know, um, a little puppet master nature to him as well. Yeah. The the. The dragon is almost, is that Satan? What is it? Ooh, you know, it's just, he's so dark and creepy in it. I love it. It's just, it's just, he's one of those type of characters yep. that you're sitting there going, is he evil? But no, but no, he's, is he good? Is he good? What is he? He's one of those ones that if he's on your side, you're good. But if you're against, he even says in one of the things, <laughs> one of the, I think it's, he's talking to Arthur, I forget. 
but this is a quote I found, which I, I remembered, but he's asked, are you a dream? And he says, a dream to some, a nightmare to others. You know? <laughs> That's a good wizard vibe. That's a good vibe for a wizard to have. It's but, like all, all those classic wizards, they always seem to have a little bit of both. They know what's going on in a more universal sense, mm-hmm. and they never let on, and they prefer to be the, the smart, clever guy in the shadows, and Merlin from Excalibur is definitely that type of wizard. That's crazy. He's great, and then then, then when he goes out, it, it's, it's really funny. Arthur's like, will I ever see you again? And he goes, no. <laughs> <laughs> but then he goes on to say, there are other worlds. This one is done with me. And then Arthur walks away and he goes, that's it. Like to. That's crazy. That's great. That, that, oh, he's so just. Oh. Mysterious out. He's like, this is how it's going to be because I'm a wizard and I declare it so. <laughs> and he plays with fire. Like wizards playing with fire seems to be, at least in my list of wizards, that seems to come up a whole bunch. Like they can do all these spells. You know, they can control the elements. They can talk to supernatural forces. But they always use fire. All the cool ones anyway. Do you have a favorite version of Merlin? I do, actually. I like Merlin. Merlin was on my list, but I am the more lighthearted, jolly sort of dwarf person that <laughs> prefers a happier wizard. You do have, you know, there are the tropes like Gandalf. Mm-hmm. He's, he's obviously one of the more aloof examples of wizards, but I prefer the Merlin from Sword in the Stone. When you, oh, I know. It's <laughs> he's really, a grumpy it, old guy? He's, he's a grumpy old guy, but he looks exactly like when you... When I say the word wizard, and a wizard pops into your head, <laughs> yep. it's Merlin from Sword in the Stone. He's got yep. the big pointy hat, yep. long, long beard, wizard robe, glasses, wand, and a grumpy, cantankerous attitude. My favorite line from Sword of the Stone, he's like, don't go thinking that magic will solve all your problems because it won't. <laughs> and lots of good wizards. He knows that he has magic and he has these powers, but I don't know. He's he still has, a buffoon. He has a familiar, too, in the owl. He does. Archimedes. I mean... He plays with fire, but here's here's the best part about Merlin. Merlin's great. He does he pulls a Mary Poppins act. He packs up his entire living space into a bag with a spell. He's like, "All right, we're picking up to go." Bloop. It's a bag Sing. of holding, baby. Bag of holding. Sings a song, gets all his stuff together, has everything he needs, and he's good to travel. He's like a wizard pocket knife or Swiss <laughs> Army knife. Also, he much like Harry Potter, which is we, we can talk about that as sort of a a, a wizard trope. But just like Harry Potter, Merlin from Sword of the Stone is an animagus. The whole battle at the end is just them turning into animals. Mm-hmm, he turns mm-hmm. into a squirrel and a mm-hmm. bunny and a turtle. And, and a, he wins by turning into a germ. Yep. That's pretty brilliant. And he uses his magic powers to poison the dragon. Pretty brilliant. Ah, wonderful. But there, I mean. Now, is he one of your three or is you, did you put some? You... Well, see, because we keep saying it, but there were so many wizards out there. There are so many. Merlin from Sword of the Stone was one of my considerations, but I made the loose rule for myself that I would pick wizards from different aspects of popular media and culture. Mm -hmm. So I picked one from movies, one from books, and one from TV. Merlin was going to be the movie one, but he got ousted by Doctor Strange. Oh, let's talk about Doctor Strange then. Ooh, Doctor Stephen Strange. Now, I had considered Doctor Strange, but (laughs) he's... Powerful, yes. yes. And this is a squad we're making, so I don't know what we are in the squad if we're not the, the mage, but we need three mages. Yeah. So the, the, he's great, he's powerful, but Doctor <laughs> Strange, he's kind of a dinkus. <laughs> kind of, he's kind of kind a of jerk. A dinkus. Okay, you said dinkus. I thought I was. I was assuming you were going to say jerk, but why dinkus? Well, I was. I was trying to say a different word, <laughs> and I censored myself. So we'll just go with a jerk. Jerk is what I, I meant. 
Dr. Stephen Strange is definitely a jerk. <laughs> He's kind of like if Dr. Gregory House was a witch. Oh, yeah. And knew Kung Fu. Yeah. Like, they both have ailments that make them mad. Mm-hmm. For Dr. Strange, he has bum hands, you mm-hmm. know? Yep. But they're both, despite being jerks, you like Merlin from Excalibur for being dark and manipulative. Mm-hmm. I like Stephen Strange because he is a jerk. He's like, <laughs> you can't tell me what to do. You can try and shut me down. You can tell me you won't teach me, but I'm going to go find the ancient ones. I'm going to go to the source. I'm not just going to go find some books in the library. I'm going to go to the source. I'm going to convince them with everything I have to teach me everything they know. And also I'm going to learn Kung Fu mm-hmm. just to be that much of a badass. Yeah. It's, I think the word for that is arrogance. Arrogance. But arrogance, I th- well, we could tie that probably. Would you argue that arrogance is part of the wizard persona? Like the requirements mm-hmm. as far as mm-hmm. basic D&D wizards. They kind of have to be yeah, arrogant. I think, be I think you're right. You, yeah. And because also, especially in, in D&D, they really have a hard time protecting themselves. So they kind of protect themselves with arrogance. Yep. Arrogance and wit and jokes. and Un- Until they get to high level, of course. <laughs> and they're really dangerous. And then it's fire all the time. But fire, at the, fire, that fire. beginning levels, it's like stand behind the fighter. Yeah. You have to protect me, but I'm going to make jokes about it the whole time. But yeah, Stephen Strange fills in my second spot for my, my wizard team. What about you? So <laughs> next I have... Now, I didn't do movies, TVs, books. I like that you did movies, TVs, books. I, I kind it. of have movie movies, books. There was, just, there was just so many wizards there out there. Are, I was like, I need something to narrow this down. There are there, there are so many. So th- this one's very jovial to me, but I had to put him on my list. Let's do it. I put in Tim the Enchanter. Tim the Enchanter. From Monty Python and the Holy Grail. This is two King Ar- Arthurian legend things in a row for me. Hey, you have a theme and you're sticking to it. I like it. But, oh, man. In 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 looking back for that we were doing this, I you know, I've seen... <laughs> Monty Python and the Holy Grail plenty of times. Yep. But just re-watching the Tim parts, oh, John Cleese playing Tim, <laughs> so freaking funny. And what's funny is is he does it in a Scottish accent, yep. and the actor who, who plays Merlin in Excalibur is a Scottish actor, so he has a Scottish accent too. Maybe maybe, maybe well, for you, wizards have to be a little bit Scottish or Irish. <laughs> I, I guess. But... One of my so, so here's some of my observations. It's silly. We know it's silly, but here's some observations I want to talk to you about about Tim. So yep. they come across Tim, and he's just randomly <laughs> blowing up the landscape with pyrotechnics. <laughs> just just <laughs> just randomly blowing stuff up in between every every line. He says <laughs> he blows something up or shoots fire out or <laughs> or and, hey, and this actually it actually has. A classic D and D spell in it. What's it has that? magic missile in it. Oh, it does. Because he 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 points his staff and it, <laughs> whoosh, it shoots out and blows that tree up, and That's then everyone true. applauds. <laughs> I, I didn't realize magic missile was so uh, Roman candle esque, but yeah, that's pretty awesome. <laughs> but it's so funny to me. <laughs> Because it's like, what what is he doing? He's just blowing stuff randomly up, and I, I love how they reference it. And King Arthur says, "Like, I don't want to waste any more of your time." And he's like, "You're, I can see you're a busy man." He is a busy man. He's busy. spending all day shooting fire at things. <laughs> what else is a wizard gonna do besides be a jerk and? I guess inflame things. And the funny thing is too is I don't know if he was he was supposed to be Merlin because the, if you listen to the line uh-huh. when he says he says there are some who call me Tim. He says Tim with a question mark, <laughs> almost uh, like he doesn't want to get sued. And it is so it is so Monty Pythony that 
I think they're sitting there. People are watching this and going, "Oh, it's Merlin! It's Merlin!" So the, I know this you know, guy. They do that. There's someone who called me, and people are like, "Oh, Merlin!" And he goes, "Tim." <laughs> Which I gotta say, most people probably poo-poo it, but Tim for a name of an enchanter, that's pretty boss. And the, the thing I know too, his. So we we're talking about mana earlier. The stuff you suck through. He he must be so high level because he had. It takes it takes you when playing D and D. Every time he has a spell, you lose some of your mana point or whatever. Yep. yep. <laughs> he's just. I can only imagine how much he's using just blowing up the landscape. <laughs> I'd imagine for Tim in the Monty Python Wizard universe, he has unlimited fire. Unlimited, and that's, I, that's why he spends his days throwing fire around. I also want to know if he works for that rabbit because he's the one who leads them. To the rabbit. According to the internet, they are arch enemies. Like that's not. It's not as familiar. It's not as Damon. It's it's it, apparently the that bunny is his arch nemesis. <laughs> so they they both exist eternally. That is terrific. Uh, Hats off the, to you, Tim. And and I mean, it speaks to the point that Tim's in the movie for two minutes, three minutes. And so uh, and he has so many lines, the fangs line, and uh, he, uh, he's one of the more memorable parts of that movie. Yeah, that's how that's how powerful he is as a wizard. And he's got the cool like ram horn helmet, yeah, kind of like your, your old silver headed Merlin as well. Right. So he'd be he he'd be fun to have on, in the party in my mind. Hell yeah. Uh, speak. You were saying you were talking about magic having a drain and mm-hmm. sort of doing that. That leads into. I said I had my second spot, but we were talking about two different Merlins. My second spot actually goes to Willow from Buffy. Ah. We've talked about Buffy on this podcast a little bit, but that was my first thought when I was doing my TV witch mm-hmm. was Buffy because that was the first time I can recall where they were talking about like magic and wizards, mm-hmm. but actually it having like a cost and you can see it affect the person. Yeah, because in the Buffy universe, magic is almost like drugs. And Willow becomes a drug addict. Oh yeah! yeah Doesn't she go all evil and yeah. stuff? Yeah. Evil weather Willow. Oh, she's she's great, but much yeah. She she has to learn how to deal with magic and how to use it wisely and use it carefully. Otherwise, it can destroy her. So, mm-hmm. plus one on the magic system there, making her a cooler witch. And then in typical D and D fashion, usually when the GM says, "Okay, this event happens to you, and now everything is changed. What are you going to do about it?" Willow, an event happens to Willow. No spoilers for people that haven't still want to watch the series. But something bad happens, and Willow changes. And it's pretty much what every player character that's a wizard does is like, you just ruined everything. All right, I'm going to go off the rails and mess up everything I can with as much magic as I can. That's that's neat. The, the Whedon system, we'll call it the Whedon system. Yep. Well, that seems like that that magic system is a dark arts type magic system too if you yep. can get addicted to it and go evil and all that kind of stuff the same that the Excalibur Merlin's tapping into and that that's the I think that's the fun part about the wizards we're picking out is they sort of there's magic out there and they can control it but every every instance of them is them trying to wield it and either managing it or not managing it because magic is so powerful and such yeah. a force but props to weed and I do enjoy he likes to turn females bad and he likes to have people go through really develop character arcs and it was nice to see a witch do it it's neat too that willow's such a great character that just started off as the sidekick and what are you going to do with this character yeah as as you go through and you can't make all of them oh you're secretly a demon or you're secretly this something a werewolf or whatever (laughs) well he got bit right he did but so well that's 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 something else um but it's it's a neat thing where 
she has this arc where she becomes help, helpful to Buffy in a different way yep. because of the magic powers. Yeah, she starts off with, as her role in the group in the Scooby gang, she starts off as a witch should, being the smart person that relies on books and studies, and then the magic comes secondary. So it's sort of like she just naturally developed into being a witch. Yep. Willow's cool. She likes chicks. I like chicks, so we can hang out. So <laughs> makes her an easy spot for my team. So you that so your movie is Doctor Strange, and your your you did uh, Willow from Buffy. Willow, so that means your other one's from a book. It is, and my other one's from a book too. Ooh, who wants to go first? Uh, I'll go. I'll go ahead and go. Let's do it. So also from movies too, because these books were being the movies, and people are like, "Oh, he's going to say Harry Potter." I'm not going to say Harry Potter. You're going to say Harry Potter. I'm not. Uh, I'm also not going to say Hermione Granger. You're not going to say Hermione. No. But it is that world. Okay. And the guy I want on my team from that world yes. is Neville Longbottom. There you go. Neville Longbottom. Now, Neville Longbottom is not the obvious wizard choice for a team of wizards. Of course he's not the obvious wizard choice. And I don't want young Neville Longbottom who couldn't do anything. I want older Neville Longbottom. Yes. he t- That character has one of the greatest arcs in all of that. Now, Neville Longbottom is the D- D'Artagnan of those books. A deep reference, but I'm with you. So D'Artagnan is the fourth musketeer, in case you people didn't know. <laughs> so you got the three musketeers, and then D'Artagnan shows up and proves himself worthy to be the fourth musketeer. And there's kind of three musketeers in Harry Potter and Ron, Hermione, yep. and Harry. Yep. But I would argue that Neville Longbottom is the D'Artagnan of this series because he proves himself. But he, but he actually proves himself from the very beginning. How so? Well, if you if you remember, and spoilers for Harry Potter, how could you not know what's happening in Harry? Anyway, um, yeah, it's too much of a force now. If you don't know Harry Potter, that that's on you. So, if you recall, he stands up when Hermione and Harry they're trying to sneak out. Yep, and he like stands up to him because he doesn't want Gryffindor to lose points when he's he's little. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right in the early stage of the story. Yep. Yeah, and that that him and Hermione freezes him or whatever, <laughs> and. So he ends up with them winning the cup because at the end he gets the points. Gryffindor doesn't have all the points. Oh, yeah. He gets the points. And then he gets the points. And Dumbledore says it takes a great deal of bravery to stand up to your enemies, but a greater deal to stand up to your friends. And Neville is definitely the kid that stands up. And Neville did that. And there's I I was looking at all these fun fan theories. There's all this conspiracy theory that Neville's actually the chosen one. I was going to bring that up. Was, I've read about that. Yeah, because he was born. Uh, he fits the prophecy as well. With his his parents were against Voldemort, like Harry's parents were. Yep. And they were born both born at the end of July or June. I forget what the J. Yep. Month. Yell at me, Harry Potter. Fan, sorry. <laughs> um, it, it, it can kind of work that he's the prophecy too. And there's the funny fan theory that. <laughs> that Dumbledore was hiding him and pushing Harry <laughs> out there, which is such is so it's so mean to the very kid wizardly of Harry though. Potter. Yeah, it's very wizardly though. So it's fun. But um, J.K. Rowling came out and just said, "Nah." Oh, she poo pooed it. Yeah, she poo pooed it. I know that's no fun. There's so many instances where they're both like together in the situation. It's like, well, could it be either one? I know. I say, hey, J.K., take a note from George Lucas and just be like, I don't know. I'm, I'm let, with let you. the fans have some fun. But hey, and I'm with you on that Neville pick. Neville, you know, takes out one of the Horcruxes, so points to him. That's the thing. Yeah, that is the biggest thing. This is why I love Neville. Point point of fact. Before that, yep. Before that, 
Harry and all of them aren't in Hogwarts anymore. Yep. And Neville's the leader of the Re- Dumbledore's army. He's the leader of the resistance. He is. Neville is the leader of the resistance. As it should be. There's also a fun fact, too, that Neville got better once he got his own wand. Because the wand picks the wizard. At first, he was using his father's old wand. That's right. And that's when he was bad at everything. He was all but, jinxing himself. But once he got... And the same thing happened to Ron. Ron was using a borrowed wand, too. And I once he got his own that. wand, he put it together. So there's something about that, Harry Potter people. You got to let the wand pick the wizard. Uh, that that's a, I d- and I definitely like Neville being uh, being the face of Dumbledore's army because if you're going to give that to Harry Potter, here's my here's my 5 second rant on Harry Potter. Okay. Harry Potter doesn't really count as a wizard. The, the thing he's really good at is making other people's wands fall out of their hands. That's it. He masters that spell. And they give him they make him the leader of defense of the dark arts when they start it up and Dumbledore gives him all these responsibilities. He's good at one spell. <laughs> one. It's all his wizarded, wizarding friends that are cooler than he is. Well, there's and an, rant. There's an argument that most of his power comes from the fact that he has some Voldemort in him. Oh, uh, there you but go. That, but that's the thing, though. Harry Potter yes. never would have been able to defeat Voldemort. Not at all. If Neville Longbottom hadn't taken out that Naga with the sword of Gryffindor, which presented itself yep. to Neville because he was a worthy Gryffindor, because it only presents yourself to worthy Gryffindors. A noble weapon for a worthy person. He takes out that Naga, and then Harry Potter can give old Voldemort the right there, Fred. Yeah, that's, that's what Neville was there to do, and Neville did it with aplomb. And if he didn't do that, Harry would have been defeated. Game over. See you later. Neville. Good job. Neville's the, Neville is, he's great. He's the Wedge Antilles. <laughs> Wait, Wedge Antilles. Oh, Wedge Antilles from Star Wars. I get it. <laughs> Took me a second, but I picked it up. He yeah. is. He is the Wedge, the fan favorite as he should be. Plus, he does the wizarding smart stuff. He helps Harry win the, the Triwizard Tournament. It's great. Stuff. Great. Loyal friend. Yep. How would you not want a guy like that on your team? I, 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 it's a good pick putting him on your team. So who's your book pick? My book pick, rounding out my wizard team for the head of the class, uh, is a Harry, but a different Harry. It's not Harry Potter, because, spoiler alert, you just heard me <laughs> talk about how <laughs> Harry Potter doesn't really count as a wizard. Um <laughs> My uh, the Harry that my wizard is is Harry Dresden from the Dresden Files. Harry Dresden. The Dresden Files is a series of books written by Jim Butcher, and they are wonderful. Here's the heavy part out front. Uh, there's 15 books in the Dresden Files that are out right now of a planned 20. So there's there's a large chunk of reading. Harry Potter seven books. Harry Dresden is 20 books. <laughs> Craziness. But. How I'll pitch Harry Dresden. Uh, Juna, are you familiar with Harry Dresden? I've read one or two of the books. I know that he's kind of a private investigator magic user. Yep, that's that's where it sort of starts out. He's a private investigator and happens to be a wizard. He keeps the wizard aspect a little bit on the down low because much like in the worlds that we've been talking, magic is sort of secretive and unknown and it's not a really used force. Same thing for Harry Dresden. He starts out as a private eye. He's almost like if Indiana Jones has wizard powers because he has a fedora, he has a duster, he has magical gear, and he goes into the dark, unsavory places that other people refuse to go and uses his smarts to figure it out and win the day. Mm. But whereas Indiana Jones fights Nazis, Harry Dresden has taken on vampires, the Fey realm, the Fey kingdom, uh, demons, supernatural entities, dinosaurs, (laughs) mobsters... Uh, there's there's a whole list of things that Harry Dresden has done. 
but the reason I like him as a wizard, in the first couple books, Jim Butcher has like early TV show syndrome where you're sort of working with the characters to try and get them drawn out, mm-hmm. try and help them develop. So there's a little bit of growing pains in the first two books. But once Harry gets into his full swing of things, he goes through he goes through his arc, but he has power creep. You actually see him learn and develop new powers and learn new spells and make new items and it's it's a logical progression. And so by the time you invest you're hanging out with Harry Dresden for fifteen books, you realize how much of a badass he is because he's had these fifteen, I'll say years of development. But even still, 15 books later, he resorts to fire spells, just like all the other wizards were talking about. That's his favorite one. Fire spells. He has a fire spell, he has an uber fire spell, and a mega fire spell. Those yeah. aren't the names for it, but it's essentially how it breaks down. Yeah, and in D&D, explosive fireball is what you <laughs> are working towards. Yeah. You start off with the magic missiles, but then explosive fireball. Yeah. So he, you can tim it up all over the place. And it's sort of how Harry Dresden does it. He starts from doing, you know, being able to do a projectile fireball to being able to set buildings on fire. Another thing that's neat about Harry Dresden that I'll bring up, it sort of ties in, or at least relates to all the other wizarding aspects that we're talking about, is it's sort of a modern retelling of all the things we like about wizards. You've got the, he uses his smarts, and he's a, he's a wise ass and a jerk, just like the wizards we've talked about so far. Except for Neville. Neville's nice. Neville is nice. He, he is our, I guess that he's our, our standout example. Maybe that puts Neville at top for being so nice, <laughs> since he's the one wizard that isn't. Uh, Harry Dresden does deal with Merlin as well. Merlin doesn't show up as a wizard, but they actually do something with the title of Merlin that relates to the wizard council that lives in this world. Oh. And so they continue the legend of Merlin. Oh, so a Merlin is a title. Yep. That's cool. But Merlin, the original wizard, also exists. But you get that in the later books. That's more of an Easter egg fun point for people that stick with it. And then at the end of the day, Harry Dresden never quits. He never gives up. That's why he's on my team, because for as cool and wizardy as Harry Dresden is, things go wrong all the time. Magic never works how it's supposed to. In the world of the Dresden Files, magic makes technology go weird, so it like knocks out cell phones and computers and all that. But despite everything going wrong, Harry Dresden, much like Neville, is there when he needs to be, does what needs to be done, and gets it done through magical awesomeness. I can see the Indiana Jones similarities there because everything goes wrong for yeah. Indiana Jones. Everything goes wrong, but somehow he manages to pull it off despite ever-increasing odds. That's great. I need to read more of those books then. I like the first couple. I just didn't keep with the series. They, they set up the world right, and they, you know, they start things off, but it definitely progresses if you get into it because it starts off tropey and then starts to play with those tropes. So we want to throw in a few honorable mentions here. We already threw in the sword and the stone. Merlin yep. is kind of an honorable mention. Um, <laughs> they hitchitus uh, fidgetus, <laughs> pop. You you remember the spell? You just cast the. Yeah, just, why? He's on my team. We got to do this spell together. You just cast it. Um, so the these are our ones we want on our team. We know that there's so many mages out there that everyone's like, well, what about Gandalf? Gandalf's great. Gandalf is wonderful. We we love the the Gandalf, but not really on my team. No, sort of been played out. No, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I was reading because looking up wizards that Gandalf is actually classified as what is called a Maya M A I A in Tolkien universe. I had no idea what that was. Yeah, he's like a different thing. Apparently, he's like an angel. 
Yeah, it's like an angel. Like there's the gods level in Tolkien Universe, and then there's the angel level, and that's what Gandalf is. Which is interesting because most of the Dungeons & Dragons magic users are based off of the Gandalf. Well, most Dungeons & Dragons are based off of Lord of the Rings anyway. Tolkien did it first. Uh, but they never allude to the fact that the magic users should be angels or whatever. And that's the thing too. That that I guess that doesn't fully disqualify him, but yeah. it's he is a different thing. And also too, we argued a little bit, or not really argued, but talked a little bit about our Jedi wizards. Oh yeah. And in the classic sense of D and D, I think not really. Uh, I uh, I still want to make the argument that Jedi are totally wizards. Now, well, they're considered that way in the first film because. They, it's the force. It's they, not explained. It's they, yeah, and they call they call the Obi Wan that old wizard. Oh, they do. And and then also one of the Imperial officers tells Darth Vader about his sorcerer's ways. Yep. So they're using Lucas is using that terminology. So at that time he's thinking of it as magic. Yeah. But uh oh. But well, but yep. it turned into something else. Okay. Over the subsequent canon being grown and. There's all there's like telekinesis stuff in there, which is like more psychic sort yeah. of, which is different. Force push, than force a, push and pull, which is different than a wizard, and so yeah, sort of. I think they're their own thing. I th- I don't think I think you have to wait till later editions of D and D to to bo- manage bo- to build a Jedi properly. Darth Vader and Obi Wan both have a staff of sorts. Both have robes of sorts. A staff. It's lightsaber. That's staff. almost that's a sword. Uh, a, a, a long weapon, <laughs> wizardly-looking weapon. Doesn't look like a sword. Yes, it does. It's but they a have sword. They, <laughs> it's a saber. I'm trying to make the argument. They or have laser funny, sword. They have funny wizard hats. At least Vader does. That's totally a wizard hat. It just has a mask. <laughs> it's a, it's a it flares out. It's a samurai helmet. Nope, wizard hat. <laughs> okay. Well, then we'll continue with the wizard argument. Is Doctor Who the Doctor from Doctor Who? Is he a wizard? No, he's an alien and a time lord who travels through time in a time machine. So science isn't magic even though... He's more like Doc Brown or something. <laughs> kind of how they say science is uh, magic to people that don't understand science. He doesn't count. He's yeah. Te- yeah, he is an alien. He, te- he travels through time. But then you're going to be like, oh, wait, but Gandalf really isn't... See, it's weird. Stephen Strange travels uh, through time. He does travel through time, but it's, <laughs> it's clearly magic. That's the thing. You get into these other... Um, that's why it's fun to do this and fun to think about this. You get into other forms. If you were looking at all of pop culture, all of media, you, you get all kinds of different people who use quote unquote magic. Some are obvious, like our Merlins and yep. Harry Potters and stuff like that. And then you get over to like our Jedi's wizards or <laughs> what about it's fun. It's fun to talk about, fun to argue. So let us know what you think. Yep. Uh, let us know if you think that Jedi are magic users. Let us know if you think that. Doctor Who is equivalent to Doctor Strange. And I'm going to interview the pizza guy and see if he's a wizard because he showed up pretty fast. The pizza guy is here with our delicious pizza. Like a wizard. So let us know who your top three magic users that you want on your team are. You can hit us up on the social medias, at AssumingPod on Facebook, Twitter. We also have an Instagram now, too. There's nothing up there, but it exists. It's come. You can Gmail us at assumingpositions at gmail.com. Gmail. And we want to thank Jazzar for our music. We want to thank that guy, Brad, for doing our announcements. And we want to thank you for listening. Have a great day. Abracadabra.
Happy birthday. We're talking about wizards and magic users. Hey, everybody. Kevin over here. Mikey over here. That was too fast. It was. <laughs> hey, everybody. Kevin over here. Now Kevin over there. Kevin's coming around again. Here comes Kevin. Bye, Kevin. <laughs>